ذَلِكَ عِيسَى بْنُ مَرْيَمْ ذَلِكَ ذَات عِيسَى عِيسَى عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامْ Who is he? Ibn Maryam, the son of Maryam. Meaning what is related over here about Isa alayhi salam, that is the truth about him. Who is he? He is the son of Maryam. Generally, when a person is mentioned, he is mentioned as the son of his father. The father's name is mentioned. But for Isa alayhi salam, every time who is mentioned? Maryam. Why? Because he did not have a father. So Isa ibn Maryam, قول الحق, the word of truth, meaning this is the true account, الذي which فيه يمترون, in which they doubt. Meaning what is related over here about Isa salam is the truth. Isa salam was born out of what? Allah's kalima, kalima kun. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said kun, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent Jibreel alayhi salam to blow the ruh into Maryam. That is how Isa alayhi salam was conceived. And الَّذِي فِيهِ يَمْتَرُونَ The word yamtarun is from imtira, from meme ra ya. The word midya means doubt. In the Quran we learn, فَلَا تَكُ فِي مِرْيَةٍ مِنْهِ Do not be in doubt concerning it. So, الَّذِي فِيهِ يَمْتَرُونَ People are in doubt concerning the matter of Isa alayhi salam. What doubt is it that they have? That they have doubt in Allah's qudrah. They wonder, how is it that a person could be born just from a mother? How is it that he was born without a father? Impossible. So yamtarun, they doubt. Which is the reason why they sometimes say that Isa salam he was a son of so-and-so man, right? And they have different accounts of that. Or sometimes they say that he is a son of God, depending on who is saying so yamtarun, essentially if you think about it, they are in doubt. And the word yamtarun, imtira, also means to argue, to debate. Meaning, to not be in agreement over something, to differ over something. So they differ over the matter of Isa salam. And that difference will be mentioned in the following ayat. So when there is doubt about something, when people differ over something, what should you do? When everybody is saying whatever they want to, based on ignorance concerning a particular matter, what is it that we need to refer to? What is it that will give us confidence or the true version? What is it that we need to refer to? The Qur'an. What is it that Allah has said? What is it that the Messenger wasallam conveyed to us? Because if you begin to listen to what people have to say, then every individual will have a different account. So for example, the birth of Isa salam. how many different versions are there? I mean, it's confusing. It's confusing. You watch one movie, it says something else. You read another account, that says something else. You hear one person, he says something different. So, yamtarun, there's doubt. It's complete chaos. So, what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned over here, قَوْلَ الْحَقِّ الَّذِي فِيهِ يَمْتَرُونَ مَا كَانَ لِلَّهِ It is not possible for Allah. It does not befit Allah Azza wa Jal. It does not behoove Allah. That he would take a child. Notice the word walad. Walad is used for any child. You know, male or female. And over here, what is being negated is the belief of certain people that Isa salam is the son of Allah. Allah says, it does not befit him to have a child. Subhanahu, exalted is he. Perfect is he. And remember the meaning of subhan? What does it mean? Sabaha, sabaha literally means to swim. 
Alright? To move quickly in water or in air. Alright? This is the literal meaning of the word. Now when you're swimming, you're going from one place to another. Or you're swimming away from the place that you were originally in. So there's this meaning of moving away, removing, taking away. So when you say subhanallah, what you're saying is that Allah is perfect and I remove, I distance my Lord from any imperfection or any flaw or any deficiency. Subhanahu, perfect is He, exalted is He, meaning He is above the need of having a child. He is above the imperfection of having someone who is like him or having a child. Because you see, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who is He? The Creator. And we are the creation. Right? And when He is the Creator, what does that mean? He is different. And if He were to have a child, then what does that mean? He's not different. There's another one like Him. And if he's had one child, then what does it mean? More children? Right? More children? Then he's not unique. He is not wahid. He's not ahad. You understand? So this is why it's a deficiency for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have a child. Now if you think about it in the surah, what did we learn earlier at the beginning about Zakariya alayhi salam? He needed a child. It's a human weakness. It's a human need. Because we are dependent on others, whether they are children or friends or relatives or whatever they may be. We are dependent. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is above that weakness. So subhanahu, perfect is He, glorified is He, exalted is He. إِذَا قَضَى أَمْرًا When He decides a matter, فَإِنَّمَا Then indeed not but, يَقُولُ لَهُ He says to it, كُنْ be فَيَكُنْ Then it is. Meaning, why is it difficult for you to understand that Isa salam is the son of only a mother. Why is it that you say that he is a son of God? Because you cannot figure out how he could be born without a father? Is this why you say he is a son of God? Well, what's the answer to that? That Allah can create him even without a father, without using any means. Why? Because for Allah, nothing is difficult. He just has to say, kun, and it happens. Kun fayakun. Wa inna اللَّهَ rabbi. And indeed Allah is my Lord. Who said this? Isa salam said this. This is a continuation of Isa salam's speech. What he said earlier, وَبَرًّا بِوَالِدَتِي وَلَمْ يَجْعَلْنِي جَبَّارٌ شَقِيَّةٌ وَالسَّلَامُ عَلَيَّ يَوْمَ وُلِدْتُ وَيَوْمَ أَمُوتُ وَيَوْمَ أُبْعَثُ حَيَّةٌ And in the middle, there is a lesson that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is teaching us. Of what? Of His oneness. That don't say that Isa is a son of God. And then, Isa salam's speech is continued. وَإِنَّ اللَّهَ رَبِّي وَرَبُّكُمْ The message that Isa salam gave to his people was, Allah is my Lord and your Lord. And when He is the Lord of all of us, then فَعْبُدُوهُ Then worship only Him. هَذَا صِرَاطُ مُسْتَقِيمٌ This is the right way. What is the right way? What is the right way? Worshipping Allah alone. فَعْبُدُوهُ so if a person does not worship Allah, is that the right way? If a person does not worship Allah, is that the right way? No. If a person worships others besides Allah, is that the right way? No. فَعْبُدُوهُ هَذَا Only this is صِرَاطُ مُسْتَقِيمٌ 
فختلف الاحزاب من بينهم فختلف so he differed اختلف يختلف اختلاف what does that mean to differ to have differences so they differed who الاحزاب احزاب is a plural of hizb and hizb a group hizb is also used for like a political party right because there's competition right each has a different view a different goal right and there is competition so people they became divided into factions into different groups differing from each other mim bainihim amongst themselves which people are these which groups are these one group of the jews another group of the christians because remember that when isa alayhisalam was sent majority of the people what did they do did they believe in him did they no they didn't and who were those majority of people the bani israil all right so they rejected him why did they reject him why didn't they believe in him what did they say about him they said that he was a liar they said that he was a magician they said that he was an impostor someone who was pretending to be who he was not right and they said that he is the son of so and so they accused maryam of zina and eventually there were people who believed in isa alayhi salam and you know that the hawariyun there was a group of some people who believed in isa alayhi salam and gradually what happened they exaggerated in their faith in their belief in isa alayhi salam that from the status of a prophet they elevated him to the status of son of god so on the one hand the jews accused him of lies and on the other hand the christians made up things about him فَاخْتَلَفَ الْأَحْزَابُ مِنْ بَيْنِهِمْ And this اختلاف, you think this was just a difference in thinking or in belief? This difference led to many battles also, to persecution also of certain groups. So فَاخْتَلَفَ الْأَحْزَابُ مِنْ بَيْنِهِمْ Notice the word مِنْ بَيْنِهِمْ Amongst themselves. Meaning this difference was between themselves and who did they harm? Only themselves. فَوَيْلٌ So, woe. وَاو يَا لَام What does the word وَيْل mean? It's a kalim of عَذَاب Meaning punishment will befall on such people. And وَيْل is also like a threat of punishment. وَيْلٌ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا For those who disbelieve. مِنْ مَشْهَدْ At مَشْهَدْ What is مَشْهَدْ? شِينْ هَا دَال What word comes to your mind? شَهَادَ شُهُودْ شَاهِدْ Right? What does it mean? Okay. Seen, meaning to witness. Right? So for example, shahid is who? A witness. Meaning someone who is witnessing a scene. Alright? And mashhad. What does mashhad mean? Mashhad can be understood in two ways. First of all, we understand mashhad as a noun. Alright? A noun. Giving the meaning of mashhad as in seen. Alright? A scene, meaning that which is seen. And secondly, we can understand mashhad as warf, meaning a noun that describes a place. Meaning, when they will be present at that place. When they will be brought at that place. Now what is that scene? What is that place where everyone will be brought? The day of judgment. The place of mashhad. So when all people will be gathered... And they will be made to witness that great day. 
Yawmin Alim, great day, tremendous day, day of judgment. Allah says, Wailulladina Kafaru. On that day there will be punishment for those who disbelieve. What does it mean then? What are we being told? That this is not a simple matter. This is a very serious situation. One is to believe in Isa salam in the prophets of Allah as they should be believed in. As Allah has informed us of. According to reality. Believe in their, in their truth. The fact that they were sent by Allah. And the other is to believe in something else. Something that people have invented. Or something that people have accused the prophets of. One is haq and the other is batil. One is truth and the other is falsehood. Truth is based on knowledge. And what knowledge could be more certain than that which has been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? And the other is that which is based on doubt. What people think, what people assume, what people have come up with. Is there a difference between the two versions? There is. In this life, certainly there is. But there will be serious consequences on the Day of Judgment. وَيْلُ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who disbelieve in Isa salam, And believing in Isa salam doesn't just mean you believe in the fact that there was a man, Isa salam. No, believing in Isa salam means that you believe that he was the Prophet of Allah, the servant of Allah, the messenger of Allah. And if a person says that he was the son of Allah, then is that belief or disbelief? It's disbelief. So this is a very serious matter. In Surah Al-Kahf, right at the beginning of the surah, what did we learn? وَيُنذِرَ الَّذِينَ قَالُوا اتَّخَذَ اللَّهُ وَلَدًا The Qur'an has been sent specifically to warn those who say that Allah has a child. Allah has a son. Those who say this, the Qur'an warns them. And this is the warning. فَوَيْلٌ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ مَشْهَدِ يَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ The Prophet ﷺ said, Whoever testifies that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah alone, who has no partners, and that Muhammad ﷺ is a servant and messenger, and that Isa was Allah's servant and messenger, and his word that he cast upon Maryam and a spirit from him, and that paradise is true, hell is true, then Allah will admit him into Jannah. Who is going into Jannah? Who? What does the hadith tell us? The person who believes in Isa as a servant, as a messenger of Allah. And someone who believes in something that's other than that, then, فَوَيْلُ لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مِنْ مَشْهَدِ يَوْمٍ عَظِيمٍ أَسْمِعْ بِهِمْ وَأَبْصِرْ أَسْمِعْ بِهِمْ وَأَبْصِرْ سِينْ مِيمْ عَيْنْ سَمْعْ To hear بَاصَادْ رَا بَصَرْ To see Form that you see over here أَسْمِعْ بِهِمْ أَسْمِعْ بِهِ Alright This is a form of مبالغة And what it means is that how well they will see how clearly they will see. Alright? So it doesn't mean asmir, listen, him to them. No, you do not literally translate this. It's an expression. It's a form. 
And what this means is how clearly they will see, how clearly they will hear, how well they will hear, how well they will see. When? يَوْمَ يَأْتُونَنَا On the day they will come to us. On the day that they will come to us, meaning the day of judgment, all people, they will see very clearly, they will hear very clearly. What does it mean by this? If a person is seeing clearly, they're hearing really well, what does it mean? That they cannot misunderstand now. They are perceiving reality as it is. So right now, they're in doubt about it. Right now, they're closing their eyes and ears to it. But on the day that they will come, then the truth will not be hidden from them. They will be made to see it. They will be made to listen to it. يَوْمَ يَأْتُونَنَا لَكِنِ الظَّالِمُونَ الْيَوْمِ But the wrongdoers today, فِي ضَلَالِ mubin are in clear error. You see, there are certain things that are part of life, they are reality, but we don't like them. So we don't want to see them, we don't want to hear about them. Every time they are mentioned, what do we do? We ignore, we go away. Every time they come, we go away. It's a reality that we are avoiding. But this reality about Isa this reality of Allah's oneness, this reality of the truth of His messengers, will people be able to avoid it on the Day of Judgment? No. And you see, if you've made a mistake, if you've made a mistake, and you realize you've made a mistake, then it's very difficult to look at your own mistakes. Because when you look at your own mistakes, what are you admitting before everybody? Yes, I was wrong. Right? So you don't want to look at it. Every time that subject is mentioned, you change the topic. Every time that dust paper is brought out, you just put it away. You don't want to look at that dust paper. You don't want to look at that exam. Why? Because you've made so many mistakes in it. You don't want to acknowledge the fact that you've made a mistake. But on the Day of Judgment, these big mistakes even, أَسْمِعْ بِهِمْ وَأَبْصِرْ Each person will see very clearly the wrong that he did. You know, for instance, if we've made some mistakes in the past and somebody reminds us, we say, please, don't talk about that. I don't want to remember it. Don't remind me. Right? We say, don't remind me. Or any thought of the past comes to our mind, we say, Allah, and we just try to ignore it. But in the Qur'an, Allah says, أَحْصَاهُ اللَّهُ وَنَسُوهُ Allah has enumerated it, وَنَسُوهُ and they have forgotten it. So yes, this ayah is talking about a particular group of people, but in this is a lesson for us also. That there may be sins in our life, in our past, that we don't want to see, we don't want to acknowledge. But remember, just avoiding, thinking about them is not going to make them go away. What is necessary? That we change our way. We repent to Allah. We seek forgiveness from Him. Even if it's a sin that we committed 5 years ago, 15 years ago, when you remember it, cry before Allah. Ask Him to forgive you. Because you don't want to be made to see those sins on the Day of Judgment. Asmir bihim wa abusir The day when we will not be able to close our eyes. The day when we will not be able to close our books and throw them away. We won't be able to avoid this reality. What we have done, we have done it. There's no turning away from it. It's a reality. Accept it and fix it. How to fix it? Repent. Seek forgiveness. أَسْمِعْ بِهِمْ وَأَبْصِرْ يَوْمَ يَأْتُونَنَا لَكِنِ الظَّالِمُونَ الْيَوْمَ فِي ضَلَالٍ مُبِينٍ وَأَنذِرْهُمْ And warn them. 
warned the people, O Prophet ﷺ warned them, Yawmal Hasrati, of the day of Hasra, the day of regret. What is Hasra? Hasin Ra. Hasra is to feel regret over what a person has done. Why did I do it? I should not have done that. And there's two kinds of regret. One is that over something wrong that was done, a mistake that was made. So what is the regret that you have? I shouldn't have done it. Why did I do it? And the other type of regret is over leaving out something, not doing something. I should have done it. How could I have left it? How could I have forgotten it? I should have made use of my time. I should have made use of that opportunity that was given to me. This is hasra. Do we feel hasra in this life? Over missed opportunities? Over mistakes? A lot. Like for example, you had three weeks, right? And in that time you could have listened to the you know missed lectures and you could have reviewed your notes and you could you know done your translation. But you kept thinking, it's okay, it's okay, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. I'm busy right now. I'm enjoying my break right now. Come on, it's good to take a break. But then what happens the night before the test? You realize you have very little time, which is not enough to review everything that you have to review. So what do you feel at that time? Hasra. What do you want to do? Take back that time that was missed and do something in it. Right? But in this life, alhamdulillah, if we miss an opportunity, we can always get another opportunity. Right? So for example, if you're not ready for your test, you just tell your group in charge, sorry, can't make it today. And then because she really wants you to complete your results, she's after you, when are you taking your retest? Right? So you can always make up in this dunya. But when it comes to akhirah, on the day of judgment, can we fix anything that day? Can we say, Oh Allah, just give me one hour and I'll fix everything. Can we get one hour back? Can we get even one day back? Can we get any opportunity back? No, that's it. This is why the day of judgment, Yawmuddin, is also called Yawmul Hasra. This is one of the names, one of the descriptions of the day of judgment. The day of regret. Why? Because every person will regret that day. Each person will have regrets. What kind of regrets? What kind of regrets? So for example, if a person has committed sin, he will say, I wish I had not done that. And if a person has brought some good, he will wish that he had done more good. Hasra. Five extra minutes, you know, read your notes just a little bit more. Right, right before the test, you have that anxiety. If only I'd taken just a little bit more time. And so that always comes to mind. Like, especially before exams, I think back that, you know what, what will I do then? You know, if I'm stressed out right now that I haven't been able to go over my notes properly, what am I going to do then when I'm standing there and I have no chances to try again? Exactly. Now, again, like in this life, we can fix our mistakes. But on the Day of Judgment, there is no fixing. Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala telling us, وَأَنذِرْهُمْ يَوْمَ الْحَسْرَةِ Warn them about the Day of Regret. Why? Do something now, so you regret less on the Day of Judgment. You don't want to be regretting so much. People will regret over their sins. People will regret over 
their missed opportunities. And on the Day of Judgment, we also learn that يَوْمَ يَعَبْدُ الظَّالِمُ عَلَى يَدَيْهِ The day when the wrongdoer will bite at his hands. Do people bite their fingernails? When? Some people have a habit. And others, they only do it when they are in stress. Right? They're nervous about something. So imagine, on the Day of Judgment, the wrongdoer will not just bite at his fingernails, he will bite at his hands. Yadaihi. And he will say, I wish I had followed the messenger. I wish I had not taken so and so as my friend. The regret is over what? Bad company. Why did I not befriend certain people? And why did I befriend certain other people? My friends were bad. He will regret over his friends. يوم hasra. Why? Because our company affects us. وَأَنذِرْهُمْ يَوْمَ الْحَسْرَةِ And this regret a person will begin to feel from the moment of his death. In Surah Al-Munafiqoon also we learn about this. That spend in the way of Allah. Spend, give, do something. Otherwise what will happen? That when the moment of death arrives, a person will say, يَا رَبِّ لَوْ لَا أَخَّرْتَنِي إِلَىٰ أَجَلٍ قَرِيبٍ Why did you not defer me for some more time? Why did you not give me some more time? One more day. If you had given me more time, I would have given sadaqah, and I would have become of those who are righteous. I would have done a lot of good deeds. But وَلَنْ يُؤَخِرَ اللَّهُ نَفْسًا إِذَا جَاءَ أَجَلُهَا Allah will not delay for any person his time when his time has come. Meaning, the moment of death is not going to be delayed for any person. Any person. They will not be in their accounts. That's really very horrifying. That is also a form of regret on the Day of Judgment. So one regret is, I wish I had done something. And this begins from the moment of death onwards. That in the grave, on the Day of Judgment, when people will be resurrected, when people will be given their records... Regret, regret, regret. Who regrets more? Who? Think about it. Someone who hasn't done enough. And yes, everyone will be in some form of regret, but some people their regret will be more and others their regret will be less. Assalamu alaikum. When you talked about biting on the fingers, I remembered I met a girl in the jail and I saw her hand, the knuckles were raw. So I thought she had some kind of illness and I asked her, I said, why are your knuckles, what's, did you have something on your hands? She said, no, I tend to bite them. So I said, why do you do that? She said, no, when I'm nervous. And then later I realized, uh, mashallah, her parents had given her a very good Islamic ground, you know, uh, foundation. She knew a lot of du'as, she knew how to read Arabic. Like compared to the other girls, she was very much advanced. But I don't know how she had fallen into wrong company and moved out of the house. And you know, it always starts with moving away from the parents, away from the family, thinking that, you know, I'm going to live with friends or whatever. And shaitan will take them step by step. That's what I've noticed, that it always starts with moving away from the family and then they have a boyfriend and then things start. And I don't know how they end up in jail. And then that's the time when they regret the most that, why did we leave the house? And this girl used to be in touch with her family who was in the States. And she would tell me that, you know, when I go out, sister, I'm going to just go back home, just go back home. But I remember her hands, I can't forget them. 
I've never seen anybody with, you know, hands like raw flesh. When the matter will be concluded, when the decision will be made concerning each person, there is no changing their records now. They cannot fix their mistakes. And when the matter will be concluded, this is specifically referring to when the people of paradise will be in paradise and the people of hell will be in hell. And everyone who has to be taken out of hell is taken out and sent to paradise and the rest are remaining in hellfire. So each person when he will be in his final destination, then we learn in hadith that death will be brought in the form of an animal, a black ram. And the people of Jannah will be made to look at that ram. And the people of hellfire will also be made to look at that animal. And then it will be said, this is death. And that animal will be slaughtered. Meaning, death has died now. This is the death of death. And it will be said that, O people of paradise, you remain in paradise forever. And O people of hellfire, you will remain in hellfire forever. If anyone could die out of extreme happiness, the people of Jannah would have died out of extreme happiness. But since there is no more death, they will not die. And if any person could die out of extreme grief, the people of hellfire would die out of extreme grief at that point. But there is no dying then. ثُمَّ لَا يَمُوتُ فِيهَا وَلَا يَحْيَا At that time, extreme regret. وَأَنذِرْهُمْ يَوْمَ الْحَسْرَةِ and basically the message that we are being given over here is that don't don't delay anything good. Don't leave out anything good. Because you never know when your time will end. You don't know. I was reading an article the other day about the incident that happened in Peshawar, in that school in Pakistan. And there was an account of one boy who got killed over there. And the mother had mentioned about his last day that how there was a wedding in the family and you know they told the son don't go to school today because you know there's a wedding going on everything but eventually it was said that he should go to school and he woke up late and his mother said have breakfast he said mom I'm getting late for school how can I have breakfast he ran out the door went to school and never came back and I was just thinking that you know when you leave your house in a rush you skip your breakfast you think you're going to have your meal later on. You don't know. You might not even get there. You might not even get there. When you have a fight with your mother or with your father or with your husband or with your children or with your siblings and you walk away, you don't know. You might never see them. They might never see you after this. We don't know. We don't want to die with regrets. So fix your relationships. Fix your relationships. Relationship with Allah. You know, if we're doing something wrong and we're feeling guilty and that guilt is killing us, it's haunting us, don't delay till next week or till next month or till next year when you might go for Umrah and then you can do tawbah. No, don't delay. You might never get that chance. Sometimes we defer. You know, for instance, doing adhkar and we think, oh, you know what, I'll do dhikr later, later, later. How long does it take? It doesn't take much. 
And this, you know, these wasted moments will be a source of regret for most people on the Day of Judgment. Wasted moments. When we're just sitting and staring into nothing. Killing ourselves. Killing our time. Destroying ourselves. What are we? We are these moments. Right? Because this is all we have to make our akhirah. And if we're wasting these moments, then we are wasting ourselves. And this will be a source of regret on the Day of Judgment. Recently I attended one of the sessions by my mother, At-Tariq Al-Jannah, Path to Paradise. The recording is available on the website. Those of you who understand Urdu, I encourage that you definitely listen to it. It's not very long. And in that, basically, she taught a booklet in which is a compilation of different adhkar, which we are encouraged to do. One of them being, Subhanallah wa bihamdihi. Or la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah lahu al-mulku wa lahu al-hamdu wa huwa ala kulli shayin qadir. Saying this a hundred times a day. And when you think of hundred, you're like, mm, not possible. But in that session she said, okay, now you say subhanallah wa bihamdihi and time yourself. Say that a hundred times. You know how long it took? Two and a half minutes to say subhanallah wa bihamdihi a hundred times. Two and a half minutes. La ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika la this dhikr. You know how long it takes to say a hundred times? Ten minutes. That's it. We have ten minutes to spare. We have two and a half minutes to spare, don't we? But we delay, we say, yeah, yeah, later when I've become very righteous and I have all the free time in the world, then I'll do dhikr. But it's these moments that we need to avail. I was just looking at some studies and numerous data shows that you know, we spend more than half of our life just waiting. Waiting in lines, waiting in traffic jams, or waiting in different things, right? Or we spend like more than three to five years of our life just driving, right? So those little opportunities are going to be opportunities that we might regret right, if we're not using it properly. Exactly. And hasra over this, that I wish I had done something, I wish I had at least done dhikr. Last Sunday I got into a very bad accident. And um, after the accident, I asked the lady who was sitting next to me, she was nine months pregnant. I said, I didn't do that card this morning. Did you do it? She said, no, I didn't do it. We were rushing for the test, and we said, we'll come here and, and revise our lesson, right? Mm-hmm. And then first thing came into my mind was, did you do that card? She said, no. And I said, I didn't do it either. But I think we love both of us are fine. Even the car is really bad and right off, you know. It was less than two seconds. Not even a minute, two seconds. Think about it. If we leave out something, we face consequences, right? And that difficulty that we are suffering from becomes a source of regret in this life. What do we wish at that time? I wish I had done my dhikr. I wish I had done such and such. I wish I had not said that. I wish I had said that. Imagine the regret on the Day of Judgment. وَأَنذِرْهُمْ يَوْمَ الْحَسْرَةِ إِذْ قُضِيَ الْأَمْرُ وَهُمْ فِي غَفْلَةٍ But right now, they are in heedlessness. They are heedless. Completely negligent. They are in غَفْلَةٍ غَيْنْ فَلَامْ وَهُمْ لَا يُؤْمِنُونَ And they do not believe. They do not think about what's to happen. They're busy in their lives. Later they will see. إِنَّا نَحْنُ نَرِثُ الْأَرْضَ Indeed, we are going to inherit the earth. Who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does it mean? Woman alayha and also those on it. Meaning, everyone upon this earth will die. Everyone. Because no one is eternal except for who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala.
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wa ilayna yurjaun and to us they will be returned. They will leave this earth, this present life, and they will come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who will recompense them for their deeds. Therefore it is that day that we should be preparing for. That day that we should be preparing for. How much do we prepare for special days, special events in this life? And every special day that comes, eventually, it's over. We move on from it. But remember that when death comes, there's no going back to life. There's no returning to the life of this earth. So it is that day that we should be preparing for. Because everyone will go. Each and every single one of us. No one is staying behind. Let's listen to the recitation. قول الحق الذي فيه يمترون ما كان لله أن يتخذ من ولد سبحانه إذا قضى أمرا فإنما يقول له كن فيكون وإن